where the DJ talks. Don't say anything. Okay. Each of these media creates a uh, new environment. It creates a new situation for human association and human perception. Any medium at all creates a new pattern, a new, a new atmosphere, a new environment of human perception, which works upon the whole man. It works upon the whole society. That is the effect of a medium. It has that total pervasive effect. That is the message that social change that is brought about. The content of the medium is never the message because the content is always the old medium. From the vast wilds of the Great White North, for the week of October the 2nd, 2022, it's TVA, a Canadian perspective on television from north of the 49th parallel. I'm Greg David. And I'm Amy Wilson. And we would like you to put your television on mute or pause your streaming service for episode 253 of TVA, the podcast. Hello, everyone. It's good to be back again. We uh, took a couple of uh, extra weeks off because uh, Amy had some stuff that she had to take care of, but we're back together again. The leaves are changing here in Canada where I am, and, uh, and definitely the autumn is here. Uh, and we are thrilled to have you uh, joining us, whether you're streaming us, downloading us to your devices, or however you get us. Uh, so, Amy, we've got a few. Well, first of all, how are you? Instead of getting right into the script, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great, Greg. Yes, I always enjoy the fall season. So the uh, the falling leaves and the cooler weather, I'm I'm right on board with that. So I'm having a good time. And as I was just telling you, I just finished my second visa to stay here for another two and a half years. So I'm feeling relieved that's over. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm a, I'm in a good mood. I'm not going to get chucked out of the country uh, <laughs> unceremoniously, and I can stay for a little while longer. And so I'm feeling pretty good and relaxed. How are you? I'm I'm doing really well uh, too. Uh, yeah, don't have to go through the paperwork because uh, uh, I'm I'm here. I'm here, and they're stuck with me here in in Quebec, and I don't need to fill out any paperwork. They're happy to take my tax money and not make me fill out anything to to prove that I belong. So, but I am glad. You know, I know that this has been a stressful time for you, and I'm sorry that you have to deal with this every couple of years. But uh, I'm glad that okay. it sounds as though after a couple more years, it'll finally be done, and uh, and you don't have to pay the British government any more money to stay there while well, other than taxes. That, other than taxes, yes, they will take those. But yes, and uh, another two and a half years, hopefully they'll let me become a citizen. So, yay. Fingers crossed that police check doesn't, so that police check comes back negative. <laughs> yeah, I know. I hope they don't find out about all those things <laughs> I did last time I was in Montreal. So, <laughs> anyway. All right. So to celebrate, are you having something extra special to drink? What, what have you got for the drink update? Um, I've got uh, filtered water, but I also have some, uh, I'm sorry to be so uh, corporate here, but some Starbucks autumn uh, autumn blend coffee mm. in my new little pump, pumpkin mug that my Ooh. wife got me as an early birthday present. So yes, she knows how much I love all things fall and uh, Halloween. So I have my little mug. When's your so. birthday? The 11th, October the 11th. So. Oh, so let me just take a look at the calendar. Are we going to be recording? Uh, no. We're going to be recording. Oh, so uh, early happy birthday to you. Oh, thank you. Yes. Um, very Feeling very old, but uh, very blessed. Still here. So <laughs> yeah. uh, I, So uh, before you take another sip of that coffee, so what flavors are in that coffee? And then I'll talk about what I'm having to drink. It, it's just uh, autumn blend uh, from Starbucks with uh, a little bit of honey and a little bit of milk. That's it. Ooh. So 
is it cinnamony yeah. though? And they say it's autumn blend. Like what's different from the regular blend I, that you could pick out? I'm not very, I'm not very okay. good at this. It just tastes like coffee to me and it comes in a pretty <laughs> package. Yeah. So I'm not sure that they put a lot of effort into it. Actually, you know, that it makes an autumn impression, but uh, it's warm coffee and it's in a, in a cute mug. So I'm happy. <laughs> there, there you go. Uh, well, I'm, uh, I today, all I've got with me is uh, water uh, just to keep hydrated. And I don't know, I think I might have a beer later. And if I do, it'll be probably a tremblay. Um, I did some yard work yesterday. I actually had to remove and replace some boards that were rotting on our stairs. So that was my big job. Uh, I might do a little bit more yard work this afternoon because it's very sunny and beautiful here. So right now I'm just going boring with water, but I might celebrate not putting a nail through my hands later on with a beer. Hey, a successful uh, DIY project should always be celebrated with a, an adult beverage, I think. So you yes, deserve I, it. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> so we've got a few things uh, in broadcasting, uh, you know, coming back, either debuts or returns. I guess it's all returns coming up in the next couple of weeks. So I'm just going to take a little bit of a dive into the calendar for uh, the next two weeks of October. Uh, as we record, Sunday, October the 2nd, there are four shows coming back to television season 16 of heartland returns on cbc uh that's the family drama about life in alberta and uh, we actually have i've got a new story coming up that that heartland um, fans are going to want to know about in a couple of minutes island of brian is back on hgtv canada and that's with uh, brian baumler the uh, speaking of diy the guy that's made a career out of his diy project and um this is a documentary series about he and his wife and family going down to the Bahamas and uh, uh, like renovating a, a resort. And uh, so that's been going on for a few seasons now, and it's been a ratings winner here in Canada and down in the U.S. So Island O'Brien back for another season. Uh, Moonshine returns on CBC for mm-hmm. its second season, and I, I got a chance to speak to Alan Hocko the other day about the second season of Moonshine. Uh, and so you can check that, that out on tba.com. And, uh, this is created by Sherry Elwood and it's very, it's, it's kind of an autobiographical story because her family owned a campsite in Nova Scotia where he's from. And so this is, uh, about a family that, uh, that owns and runs a, uh, campground called Moonshine in Nova Scotia and the, the family members that work there and uh, the folks that show up and spend some time there. So it's kind of set, it's, it's set in the sixties. So it's got a fantastic soundtrack. The wardrobe is awesome. And, uh, and it's great to see Alan Hocko back on television. He's had a great time filming, uh, being part of the moonshine group for the second season. And they're in the middle of shooting season three out in Nova Scotia. So that one is back tonight. And then the last show is great Canadian baking show. That's back for it is what season is this on? I've got to check real quick and see what season it's on. I think this is season six of Great Canadian Baking oh, wow. Show. Yeah, I lost track. Um, I watched this religiously for the first several seasons. Uh, Shane, Alan Shane Lewis and Ann Parnell are back as the hosts, and Bruno Feldison, uh, ooh, Feldison and Kyla Canali are back as the two judges for this show. And I don't, I mean, I'm a fan of British baking show. You can watch it on CBC gem here. You can also watch it on at least, I think it's Brit box or either acorn or it might be acorn TV, but I love to watch uh, the British version of the show, especially the bloopers. Um, oh, and mm-hmm. I really like it when they have the celebrities um, that participate in the British baking show. So a great Canadian baking show back tonight. And yeah, I think 
we talked about this before, Amy. You're a fan of the Baking Show franchise, right? Oh, absolutely. I, I love it. And um, I'd only seen a few episodes of the uh, great, uh, the British version, um, the original. Um, yeah. And, but since I moved over here, I've watched a lot of it and it is so much fun. And it, yeah, it's just, it's, people talk about it being sweet natured compared to some other, you know, competition shows and uh, that it's about the experience and, you know, um, and when the celebrities come on, like you said, it's, 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 it's great to see them out of their comfort zone and doing something mm-hmm. new and so yeah seeing what they come up with and and some of the challenges are just so it's like i could never i could never um do you bake much greg do you cook much at all i uh, could you uh, yeah. possibly yeah I, I could never i i i'm a good cook but i'm a so-so baker and so i find myself just like marveling at what people can pull off on these shows so yeah, me too. Like I, I like to bake and I like to cook, but I could never pull off the spectacular things that these people are doing. I'm amazed at what they're able to create, especially once you start getting higher and higher. Like once you get multi levels and things like that, that's where I get scared. Uh, and I, so yeah, but I do, I, I do like uh, that it isn't like Survivor or Big Brother. It's it's not meant to be a, you know kind of a cutthroat competition. It's just meant to be mm-hmm. kind of you are your own. Uh, you, you're, you're your own strongest competitor. And, uh, so yeah, so great Canadian baking show back tonight on CBC this coming Thursday on APTN is the second season of going native and going native. It follows, uh, he's a Canadian, uh, humorist and author, and his name is Drew Hayden Taylor and he is indigenous. And it's all about him experiencing things, um, that are indigenous related. So in the first season of the show, he learned about the relationship between uh, first Nations people and horseback riding. And so it involved him mm. doing horseback riding. Um, it's done uh, with, uh, you know, tongue in cheek and funny. Uh, he's done uh, the history, uh, like the petroglyphs and investigated uh, indigenous history from that point of view. So in every episode of the show, Drew Hayden Taylor takes a part of indigenous identity and goes into the story behind that. And a lot of it is about, is about history. And in the second season, he's going to be um, seeking out the positive global impact of indigenous cultures. He's going to meet contemporary figures and challenge stereotypes all while discovering cool new ways that indigenous peoples are reshaping their culture in the 21st century. Uh, so he's going to be meeting a carver who transforms the urban landscape an artist who makes consumable pieces out of chocolate. Oh, I'm all in on that. And Ooh, a two-spirit yeah. activist who advocates tirelessly for trans rights. That, so that's just an idea of three of the episodes of Going Native, second season on APTN, again, uh, kicking off this Thursday. And on Friday, it is the new season of Marketplace on CBC, and this is the consumer show where they go behind the scenes um, you know, unveiling the people that are being screwed over by unscrupulous business people. I'm mm, often yeah. challenging those business people on camera. It's always fun to watch that kind of stuff happen. Oh yeah, you always like seeing justice uh, brought to, to to people who need uh, the, the the little guy, basically. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah I love it when uh, scams and things like that get exposed. So that's always good viewing. And then uh, coming up on the, I just lost my tab. There we go. Uh, next Wednesday, October the 12th, we've got three shows returning. Digstown, the CBC drama, is back for another season. Uh, check that out. Uh, very good uh, show um, filming out of Nova Scotia. Legal drama, like I said, that's back and uh, for a new season. And it is season four. 
So check that out. And also next Wednesday is another season of Haunted Hospitals on Travel and Escape. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, and this is exactly what it sounds like. It's a documentary series about people talking about uh, whether they were patients or whether they worked in a hospital, the hauntings that happened. And if you believe in that kind of stuff, I would think that, you know, probably the second most place where you might find ghosts next to a cemetery would be hospitals. And uh, so you can check out the stories that go on in the haunted hospitals on Travel and Escape. And the last show I wanted to mention, uh, again, on the 12th of October, is Sarah's Mountain Escape. And this is on HGTV. And this is uh, HGTV Canada designer Sarah Richardson heads west to take on her biggest challenge yet. She purchased a, a, a 5,000 square foot Bavarian inspired B&B in Whistler, BC. And she and her husband Alex and daughters Robin and Fiona are going to go across the country to transform the property into an efficient and profitable four season luxury vacation rental. Uh, if you're a fan of Sarah Richardson, I know there are a lot of you out there. Um, I particularly like these escape shows that she does where she and her husband are kind of thrown in and, and, uh, and renovate these shows. So if you're a fan of that or a fan of DIY in particular, just in general, I guess, check it out next Wednesday, October the 12th on HGTV Canada. Okay, so, uh, and with that, let's get into some news stories. And the first news story, as I mentioned, is uh, it's about Heartland. And uh, definitely of a sad note, uh, Robert Cormier has passed away. Uh, the Heartland and Slasher Solstice actor was 33 years old. And um, he was on, he played Finn on Heartland as well as on the, the Super Channel Netflix series Slasher Solstice. He died on September the 23rd. Uh, his family said that he died in a tragic accident in Toronto. There were no other details released uh, other than they said the, the family in a statement thanked the critical care team in Toronto for their compassionate care that they provided Robbie and the kindness that they showed our family. For four, uh, excuse me, for two seasons, uh, Robert played Finn on CBC's Heartland. And, uh, and then he, he was also on Designated Survivor, uh, which was the ABC Netflix show with Kiefer Sutherland in it. He was also on the CBC and Global Drama Ransom. And he was also in two episodes of Star's American Gods. So I'm um, very, very sad to hear about the passing of Robert Cormier. Heartland, uh, both Heartland and the folks at Slacker all uh, posted on social media how sad that they were to learn of his passing. So, um, you know, starting off with some not so great news, uh, but wanted to put that out there about the passing of Robert Cormier. Yes. Uh, when I saw that, I, I, the name didn't ring a bell immediately, but I, when I saw his face, I was like, oh yeah, I know who that is. And yeah, yeah um, and so young. So condolences to his family and friends. That it is very sad news. Yes. Well said. Thank you for saying that, Amy. Uh, let's switch over to a little bit happier news that you're going to do. You got a story about Pamela Anderson. Give us the scoop. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, speaking of previously when we were talking about uh, uh, DIY shows, um, HD, uh, HGTV Canada is welcoming TV icon Pamela Anderson to the network with Pamela's Garden of Eden, which premieres Thursday, November 3rd at 10 p.m., uh, the Core Studio's original series follows Anderson as she embarks on the massive restoration of her grandmother's legacy pro property in British Columbia. According to the press release, the project tests Anderson's patience and personal life as she tries to embrace her family's past and fulfill her vision of the of the property for the future. Now, uh, 
Anderson, of course, she lived for, for decades in California while she was uh, rising to, to, to fame. And um, But she was born in a little town called Ladysmith on Vancouver Island. And she permanently moved back there in 2019 to live on and restore a six-acre waterfront property that she bought from her grandmother 25 years ago. And I read a, a New York Times profile that was Pamela Anderson, and she said that she let it get into disrepair over the last 20 years. Um, but uh, had really wanted the peace and quiet of going back to Canada and wanted to restore it. So that's where this came from. And and she said in that article that her parents used to live in one of the cab- cabins on the property and that she was probably conceived there. So this is literally taking her back <laughs> to her roots. Um, yeah. So she's gone back to the very, very beginning to do this. Uh, now, the property consists of three main areas, uh, the boathouse, uh, the roadhouse and the cabin. And during the series, Anderson enlists a team of contractors uh, an architect, a designer, as well as her parents and her son to execute her plans for each area. However, as with most renovation shows, she will have to deal with a lot of stress, budget, and time constraints along the way. And since it's October and Halloween is just around the corner, also mentioned in that New York Times profile, apparently, and uh, Pam Anderson's uh, parents and s- several work crews that she's hired to work on the property believe it's haunted. So I don't know if that will be in the series at all, but you could get, uh, you know, a nice restoration series and some ghosts. So, uh, you know, but Pamela's Garden of Eden is produced by Fireworks Media Group. So, yeah, I mean, you could always do the spinoff or a very special episode where they check out the the haunting, uh, the haunting uh, side of it. Yeah, I'm, I mean, obviously, there's the star power, you know, behind this DIY show. I, you know, uh, Pamela mm-hmm. Anderson, everybody knows her, whether it's for the infamous, um, you know, home video or, you know, her. Uh, you know, acting in in uh, in shows, uh, you know, Baywatch, uh, Baywatch. VIP. yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, so yeah, excited to see the show. I, I'm, I had, I had heard about this project that had been in the works for a while now. So I'm excited to finally see this eight episode series, Pamela's Garden of Eden. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, the next show is uh, me, and it's about the all-new original series, Acting Good. CTV Comedy Channel has given in a broadcast date of October the 17th. and This is a 10-episode, half-hour comedy, and it's loosely based on the life of an, an, an Anishinaabe stand-up comedian, Paul Rabliowskis, and uh, shot on location in Manitoba in spring of 2022. Uh, the stand-up comedian stars as Paul, who, after a botched attempt to move to Winnipeg, retreats back to his eccentric family in the flying community of Grouse Lake First Nations. Uh, Acting Good was co-created by Paul, uh, Amber Sekowan Daniels, Eric Toth, and Pat Thornton. Thornton, excuse me, and it's produced by um, uh, Kizikon Pictures and Buffalo Gal Pictures. So on Monday, October the 17th at 10.30 p.m. Eastern and Pacific is the first episode, and it's called Just Spoken Missing Her, and uh, it's uh, we're going to follow up with the folks on the remote Grouse Lake, and they're all attending an anti-bullying workshop where the lure of free sandwiches guarantees a decent turnout. <laughs> and we talked, um, Amy, a while ago about this project, about acting good because of the folks that were involved not only in the show, but that the series premiere is directed by Michael Grayeyes, who won a Canadian screen oh, yeah. for his work for his feature film work in the uh, in the zombie drama Blood 
Oh, I'm going to have to look it up because now I'm forgetting what it is. That's what happens when you just kind of go ahead and you think in the back of your mind that you know everything that you're going to say and then you don't actually do it. Um, so anyway, acting good coming to CTV comedy and, uh, it is produced by C- the show is produced by CTV comedy channel. Like I said, uh, the producers are Tina Keeper and Jennifer Beasley with Phyllis Lang as the executive producer and Paula J. Smith as supervising producer. So I'm always excited about new homegrown comedies, uh, you know, homegrown projects. And uh, this looks like it's going to be a winner. And um, yeah, like I say, you know, it's about time that we have more First Nation stories that aren't just kind of mm-hmm. on APTN. And uh, so great to see this coming to a CTV comedy channel on October the 17th. Yeah. And I've got, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, um, go ahead. I've got a little bit of city TV news. Well, it's actually kind of big news because the first season did very, very well. Uh, the second season of Canada's Got Talent is set to begin production in Niagara Falls this month. Uh, the all-new season will air on City TV, CityTV.com, and City TV Plus next spring. Uh, Howie Mandel, who also appears on America's Got Talent, will headline the show's star-studded judges panel. Joining him will be YouTube star and former talk show host Lily Singh, rapper, DJ, and record producer Cardinal uh, Ofishel, and uh, WWE legend Trish Stratus. Uh, country pop singer Lindsay L. will also host once again, as she did last season. Um, and I was a little confused because when I was reading, uh, this said it was the second season, and then when I was looking up some more information, I heard they kept saying the second season had already aired, and I was like, what's going on? And then I realized that the first season was actually way back in 2012, and then yeah. they didn't bring it back. And so some people call last season, the 2021 season, um, the first season or the second season. It depends on who you talk to. So, <laughs> yes. so really, this is a reboot last season, and so it's first season of the reboot and this will be the second season of the reboot um yeah go ahead uh, but uh, uh, canada's got talent season two will film at the uh the new olg stage at niagara's falls view casino and will feature nine episodes comprising of six uh audition shows two semifinals, and the two-hour finale and the public can sign up to be part of the live studio audience free of charge by visiting citytv.com now and last season's winner was uh, Quebec's uh, Jeannique Fournier, who won $150,000 and the chance to mm. perform uh, uh, the America's Got Talent uh, Las Vegas live stage show in Las Vegas. So I assume that this year's winner will win a similar prize. Uh, the series is produced in partnership with Fremantle, uh, Simon Cowell's Psycho Entertainment, and uh, McGill, uh, I always mess this up, McGillic Ray Entertainment Media in association with C- City TV. So there you go. If you were a fan of uh, last season two or season one, depending on what you call it, uh, you will probably love this one, too. And apparently, uh, yeah, it was very popular when it was on the air. One of the uh, most watched shows on city TV. So it should be a big hit. Yeah, I mean, there's the star power of the judging panel that they didn't. I can't remember who the biggest names were on the original Canada's Got Talent. But definitely, you know, when you have Howie Mandel involved and Lily Singh, uh, Cardinal Official and Trish Stratus. I mean, those are all big, big names, uh, not only here in Canada, but also around the world, obviously. So, yeah, I can understand why there's a little bit of confusion about that. But this one's definitely the one like that's grabbed the most ratings. Um, and just yeah. before I go. Yeah. Before I go back to the, the or before I go forward with the next story, I just want to go back and just mention the bike. Michael Gray is won a Canadian Screen Award 
first performance in the zombie film Blood Quantum. I spaced on the oh. second part of that title. So, yeah, great. It's great. middle age catching up with us. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a lot catching up with me now. Uh, <laughs> but if you do want to check out Blood Quantum and his, uh, his acting in it, um, it is available on Crave uh, anytime for streaming. So definitely check that one out. Uh, last news story that we've got for the week or for the, the next two weeks is Entertainment One bolsters Canadian unscripted creative team. Uh, Entertainment One announced that uh, the addition of Christine Diakos, who's joining the company as vice president of development, unscripted Canada television. Wow, that is a long, long title. And in her new role, Christine Diakos will be responsible for the development, creation, and pitching of non-scripted content with a focus on lifestyle, reality, and competition series. Uh, Before that, she was the Senior Vice President in Production and Development at Big Coat Media, where she served as a supervising producer on series like Love It or List It, Love It or List It Vancouver, and Julian and Justin. She's also served on a variety of senior production and development roles at Shaw Media and Peacock Alley Entertainment, working on content as varied as a user's guide to cheating death on Vision TV and Hockey Wives uh, which was on W Network. And she also, I first came across her name because I knew I recognized it from somewhere back in the day when I was re- uh, working at TV Guide Canada. There was a lifestyle travel series that Christine Diakos uh, was a part of. It, and I think I mm-hmm. must have interviewed her at the time. So working alongside Christine Diakos is Scott Boyd, who's been elevated to VP of Development Unscripted, and he's going to oversee factual true crime and docuseries content. And uh, Scott Boyd joined E1 in 2017 as a development producer following E1's acquisition of property entertainment and quickly progressed to director of development, steering such such projects for E1 as Make It to the Moon or Discovery and two-time Canadian Canadian Street Award. It's great. Arctic Vets on CBC won awards. Uh, prior to E1, he worked as a producer and director across multiple unscripted genres and on several hit series such as Dragon's Den for CBC, The Big Decision on CBC, and Undercover Boss Canada on W Network. So, uh, you know, from behind the scenes, uh, E1 is is working on, uh, on more uh, Canadian unscripted stuff. So more jobs for more people. So good for E1. Yeah, that's always good. What more can you say about a uh, production story? I guess there's not much other than, yay, new jobs in the industry. So kind, of a, so kind of a light couple of weeks, uh, Amy, and it looks like we're going to have a light couple coming up uh, in, the, in later on in October into November. So maybe what we'll do is we'll do a little deep dive into a Canadian show. Um, the next time that we chat, uh, we'll have to kind of, put our heads together and figure out which one we want it to be. Oh, did you have, uh, no, did you watch, um, did you watch Mr. Dress Up growing up? Oh, yes. It, it mm. formed who I am today. Oh, very good. <laughs> so, uh, uh, there's, I, I guess, kind of as a side note, um, the folks at Marvel Media who we've talked about before who do Blown Away for Netflix, they just announced that they're going to be doing a documentary on uh, on uh, Mr. Dress Up. So very exciting oh, news about that. Yeah. I am excited about that. That is uh, all right. I'm on board for that. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, literally, like I said, I think on my first podcast, I, I watched that growing up and I was so disappointed when my cousins and, and people who lived in other states that weren't border states had no idea what I was talking about. And I was like, but it's Casey and Finnegan. These are the best <laughs> friends ever. And I was alone. So no oh, one else knew. No. But yes, 
I'm looking forward to that that uh, documentary, though. That sounds good. Yeah, it'll probably be done and in time for next year's TIFF. So that'll be the time that that'll be the first time that able that people will be able to uh, to check it out. Um, all right, Amy. Well, when we're not talking about uh, TV and you're not doing paperwork, so you can stay in the UK. Um, where can uh, where can folks find you? Ah, you can find me uh, uh, on Twitter at Wilson. Oh my gosh, I already, I almost forgot my handle. <laughs> Wilson uh, underscore A underscore R. And um, you can also check out the world's worst bulldog, as I often say, <laughs> in Halloween costumes this month, if that is your thing. Um, uh, Instagram at Cadbury the Bulldog. Yes, and I noticed that yesterday that you uh, the Cad- Cadbury was uh, has been displayed in all of her finery. Um, in her Halloween garb. Uh, wow, you are definitely having fun having a bulldog. Hey, it is pet tax because the amount of things that she's eaten in this house, <laughs> I, any joy that she can bring me. Honestly, she's a wonderful, sweet dog, and uh, I love her to bits. But uh, wow, as many young dogs do, she has certainly eaten her way through some expensive items. So bless her. <laughs> Uh, so when you're not following Amy, uh, if you're not following Amy and Cadbury, you can follow uh, me at the TVA on Twitter, which is at TV underscore EH. And of course, you can always visit TVA.com where you'll find out these these news stories more uh, like, you know, interviews uh, and, and the like over at the TVA.com. That wraps up the TVA podcast. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. <laughs> 